Hi, I'm Sam Hawley, coming to you from Gadigal Land. This is ABC News Daily. When you're sitting on a bus or train and watching people with their heads in their phone, there's a fair chance many of them are looking at TikTok. But nations including the US are increasingly worried about it and ordering tighter restrictions be put in place. Today, tech and privacy reporter for Vox News, Sarah Morrison, on the TikTok bans sweeping the world. Sarah, I'm not on TikTok, but apparently I'm one of the rare ones because there's a billion people around the world who are. It's pretty popular. Yeah, it's very popular. That one billion or more people is more than Twitter and Snapchat combined. Mm. So it's one of the most popular social media platforms in the world. It's still behind Facebook and Instagram, but it's also growing at like an incredible rate. And, you know, users skew younger than those platforms. So it's very desirable demographic for advertisers. Um, and I think, you know, some of this growth, at least, is due to the pandemic. You know, when you had an app with a bunch of you know, fun, short, creative, shareable videos was like particularly appealing. Um, you know, probably especially to like bored kids and teens who are locked in their homes. So, you know, you have a sort of couple different things coming together to, to make TikTok do very well. This is all the makeup you need when you can't leave the house. Everything is cancelled. Everything is bad because of COVID-19. Everything is cancelled. Now we're stuck in quarantine. Mm, Such huge numbers in the US, 113 million active users. It's massive, isn't it? Uh, Apparently, there's about 7 million here, which is is a lot for our population too. And I've noticed that teenagers, particularly the ones in my house, (laughs) seem to spend a lot of their day looking at it. So it's uh, a little addictive. Yeah. I mean, all social media, I think, is addictive to a certain Mm. extent. TikTok is sort of a little different from the other ones in that like when you open it, you know, you are immediately put on something called this the for you page, which is what TikTok's algorithm thinks you know you want to watch as opposed to like the following tab, which is the videos posted by people that you're following. And that's kind of what like Instagram and Facebook feed you first, like stuff from people that you're following. So with TikTok, it, it really feels more like it's choosing what it thinks you want to see rather than you choosing what you want to watch. It's on the For You page. It's autoplaying. The videos start immediately. You're just sucked in. And then, you know, you see like one at a time and you don't know what's next. You can't really select what will be next. So you're just sort of flipping through video after video after video. And, you know, they're all pretty short videos, but like that time adds up and you just kind of sometimes don't even know how much has gone by until you like look up and realize it's been several hours. Yeah, right. And that's pretty disturbing, I think, when you're talking about people who are under the age of 18, because some of the content you've established yourself can be pretty disturbing. I mean, yeah. So, you know, it depends on the user, right? Like, because like the whole thing, like it's very personalized to everyone. So everyone's going to see a different stream. I mean, I have friends who really like the videos they're being fed. And I, you know, heard Mm -hmm. stories of people who somehow get sucked into like frog talk. I guess Mm. there's a lot of videos about frogs, Um, even though they didn't, you know, think they were into frogs. So, (laughs) you know, it's not always right. Right. (laughs) 
but it's not necessarily harmful. And sometimes it can be, you know, really entertaining. Nothing but, wrong with frogs. Nothing wrong no, with frogs. No, we love frogs. <laughs> How can there be anything wrong with that? Well, you know, if TikTok sort of grabs onto an interest or what it thinks is an interest that's like maybe more harmful and like less pleasant, and it just keeps feeding you that, you know, you get into, into issues like, are teenagers seeing content about eating disorders when they were just sort of looking for something about diets or exercise? Mm. I sort of know how that feels kind of like, um, like my For You page has kind of become a horror show. Um, not really sure why. I don't use it that much. Um, but at some point, it just got the idea that like, I really like seeing other people's like really tragic life stories. Mm. You know, it, it, it's really upsetting stuff. I mean, it's just stories about how you know, family members were murdered or tried to murder them, sort of babies dying, pets getting run over by cars. There's a lot of um, sexual assault stuff. And so, and then when it's like video after video after video, you know, I've sort of, you know, see how like that content and the algorithm can sort of have an impact or an influence on your way of thinking. Um, but, you know, I also can and do turn it off. Like I'm not helpless. Yeah, but the algorithm has concluded that you want to watch this sort of stuff, which, of course, you don't. No, I don't. Um, there is always, you know, a part of me that goes, do I actually like this stuff? And, like, TikTok's figured it out, and I, you know, before I did, and, like, what kind of a person does TikTok <laughs> uh, think I am? Like, that's always sort of been in the, the corner of my mind. Right. Don't um, let TikTok tell you know. who you are. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, it's highly addictive. We know that. And... You know, it can be a bit disturbing. It can be harmless in other ways, of course, as well. But that's not why politicians all over the world have been debating banning it, is it? What are they actually concerned about? I think that's it's actually part of it because, you know, in order to be this personalised and to feed you stuff that it thinks you like, it has to collect a lot of data about you to sort of make those assumptions I think all social media platforms, again, have it to a certain extent. What's really unique about TikTok, though, is the connection to China. Social media giant TikTok has rejected the latest data privacy concerns about the Chinese-owned product. So questions are being asked about how the Chinese government could use the app to collect our data. TikTok is owned by ByteDance, and that is a Chinese company. Um, and so... You know, what lawmakers in the U.S. like to sort of point to when they make the case for banning TikTok is that, you know, China has these laws that say companies have to cooperate with the government and its demands. Could they use TikTok to control data on millions of users? Uh, yes. Could they use it to control the software on millions of devices given the opportunity to do so? Yes. So... Like, it's feasible that the Chinese government could say, you know, hey, you have to give us all the TikTok's data um, on U.S. users or you have to push misinformation or propaganda to U.S. users. Could they use it to drive narratives, uh, like to divide Americans against each other, for example? Yes. But I will say, like, ByteDance and TikTok have said many times that they haven't done that and they wouldn't do that. We've seen, like, a few isolated examples that are sort of adjacent to that kind of thing, but nothing like this. It's really hard to say how much of this is actually happening and then how much of it is like speculation or fears about potential that may be mixed with a lot of like anti-China sentiment. 
Right. I guess the question is, what would it be doing with that data? I mean, I've seen, you know, it's a national security issue. What if it collects data about people in our military? What if it's blackmailing people? Uh, or just more generally, like, it knows what uh, Americans are doing or, you know, what they're into, what our kids are doing. I mean, again, in here, here in the U.S., it's again over 100 million people. That's that's a good portion of the U.S. population. So you know, anytime you collect data about people, especially a lot of people, you know, it can be very powerful. And you know, again, there is this element that that lawmakers, I think, have sort of stressed more lately about how it could push messages to U.S. users. I mean, and TikTok has been, you know, trying to convince them. You know, it's, you know, I think now stores. All U.S. user data here in the U.S. on servers that belong to a U.S. company. You know, they're really trying to make the case that like Chinese access to data in like the minds of Americans is like impossible. And so it should still be allowed to operate here. We firmly oppose the U.S. side's wrong approach of overreaching in national security, abusing national power and unreasonably suppressing the companies of other countries. I mean, the thing is, I don't know if it's going to be able to convince some people who seem to be like pretty steadfast and they're like, ban it, get rid of it, get it out of here. Mm-hmm. Governments here in Australia and obviously in the United States and elsewhere, they seem to be concerned particularly about public servants, about people that work for the government using TikTok. So just tell me what are governments and businesses doing about this so here in the U.S., you know, there's a majority of U.S. states at this point, and then the federal government have sort of put out these bans on government-owned devices. Um, and then, like, like you said, we're sort of seeing that spread to maybe like other countries or areas. So, you know, if you have a phone given to you by, you know, your government job, you can't have TikTok on that. It doesn't mean you can't use TikTok at home on your personal device, though. Like these you know, these kinds of bans are pretty, like, limited. You know, in India, I think there's just an outright ban of the app entirely. And that is obviously a much more extreme thing. But, you know, a lot of lawmakers here, and actually also our former president, that's the kind of ban that they really want to see. We're looking at TikTok. We may be banning TikTok. We may be doing some other things. But we are looking at a lot of alternatives with respect to TikTok. We've had several bills that propose this. Uh, recently, a sort of bipartisan group of senators came out with uh, a bill that isn't a ban, but it sort of lays the groundwork and makes a ban possible, um, you know, if, if certain conditions are, are met. Mm, and that sort of concern is really widespread around the world. We can see the EU and Canada, Canada's leader, Justin Trudeau, have already enacted bans to stop TikTok being installed on government devices. We're making the decision that uh, for government uh, employees, it is better uh, to not have them access TikTok uh, because of the concerns uh, that people have in terms of safety. So governments are concerned with their secrets, I suppose, or classified government information might be what, leaking through TikTok to the Chinese government? Yeah, I mean, people aren't super careful about how they use apps and the, and the information that they, they give, you know, in general. So it's not like a completely far-fetched uh, sort of thing to be worried about in terms of that data being on there. I don't know about, you know, China getting it, though. Mm, yeah, that's what I was going to ask. I mean, should we really be that worried about it, do you think? Again, a lot of what we hear about, like the fears of it, are just about the potential and not about like what 
publicly, at least we know, is actually happening. A thing I keep kind of coming back to when I think about this is that like aside from that China connection, which like, to be clear, I don't think we should discount that outright. There are reasons to suspect that China doesn't have our best interests at heart. But, you know, aside from that, what is TikTok doing really that like other apps aren't? Is the potential for harm like that much greater? There are basically no data privacy laws here if you're over the age of 13, you know, and it's like if we're so worried about China having access to such intimate user data, you know, why aren't we worried <laughs> or even a fraction of this worried uh, when American companies have it too? Sarah Morrison is a tech and privacy reporter for Vox News based in New York City. In late February, US government agencies were given a month to ensure that employees did not have TikTok installed on federal devices. Here, the New South Wales government is considering banning public sector employees using TikTok on work devices, while the Home Affairs Department is undertaking a high-level security review into the app, which is due to be completed this month. This episode was produced by Flint Duxfield, Chris Dengate and Sam Dunn, who also did the mix. Our supervising producer is Stephen Smiley. I'm Sam Hawley. To get in touch with the team, please email us on abcnewsdaily at abc.net.au. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.